0: Over the years, we've interacted with hundreds of women and men who are serving God in a local church, whether it's professionals or volunteers. Pastors are heroes in our world.
1: Pastors pray for people in hospital rooms, show up at events to be a blessing, care for small groups, work hard in God's service and prepare messages from God's Word to bring encouragement.
0: We thank God for pastors.
1: Well, we were praying together as we always do before we started this podcast this morning and Charlie started meowing really loud downstairs and uh, we finished our prayer and he came up and jumped up on my lap and I said, I think he was meowing saying, wait, wait, you're starting without me, don't start without me, I'm coming. So here's Charlie, everybody, and we're, we're glad you're here. He's glad you're here too, I think. <laughs> Because since you're here with us, we're sitting down here to record a podcast.
0: (laughs) And today we are talking about finding joy when ministry is hard. And we especially want this podcast and actually all of our podcasts to be a blessing to pastors and to all kinds of men and women in ministry. And that is you who are listening to us. And thank you for being with us. We are blessed to have you in our community. We just like to imagine as if you're sitting here with us in our home as we're having a soul talk.
1: We do. And it was fun to see some of you last Saturday at Joyful Soul. Really fun. Thanks for coming out and joining us in that.
0: Yeah, we got to speak at a church in Cerritos uh, for a day. It was sort of a cross between a seminar and retreat. We had small groups and lots of interactions. We had food together and Really uh, thankful for just a wonderful event that was put on by the uh, First Evangelical Church of Cerritos and Dale Chin of Shepherd Keepers Ministry. And it was just a great, great day. And uh, so many of our friends were there and wonderful spirit we all had and were greatly encouraged. Yes. So sometimes ministry is hard. Where's the joy in that? Pastor was telling me some time ago how he discipled 12 key leaders in his church through Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke, our, our book that is for devotions in small groups. And, um, and he says that uh, he was thankful that the experience promoted authenticity and bonding and transformation. And it was really helping him develop leaders uh, and emerging leaders in his church and some elders. But then three years later, uh, eight of the 12 had left his church. Mm. Eight of the 12 leaders he was discipling uh, had, had left. Younger leaders had jobs that moved to another state. Other leaders had health problems. An associate pastor left the church and took some people with him. Uh, and uh, you know that's what happens in, in ministry, whether it's church pastors or small group leaders or uh, soul friends. We invest in people. We bring them along and encourage them in their faith. And uh, we care for them, we teach them, you know, but sometimes people move on, often for good reasons or inevitable reasons that have nothing to do with their experience with our leadership. Uh, sometimes there is some some hurt or tension there in, in our relationship with a person, and that's part of it. But in either either case, it's really disappointing and it's really hurtful when we pour ourselves into people and and they leave.
1: It's really hard. It's just one of the things that makes ministry hard is you know when when you're in relationship with people and you're loving people and you're pouring into them they have power to hurt you <laughs> and we felt that too we we've been hurt by people that we've ministered to and it helps us to remind ourselves when we experience that that pastors know this pain this is Absolutely. common for them and it's it's you just don't expect it you don't expect it from people that are your brothers and sisters in Christ and people that you've you know really been vulnerable with and really given a lot to and so it comes as a surprise it feels like a betrayal
0: and it really helps to not be alone you know uh, we can share with each other mm-hmm. we have other soul friends mentors that we talk with that we're honest with and we mm-hmm. just really need that safe place we need that listening ear we need that hand on the shoulder uh, the prayer Uh, the words of encouragement uh, from someone who understands. Yeah.
1: Well, and the objectivity of somebody else, too. The empathy definitely is really important first. But then the objectivity. So like even this last week when we were really hurt by by someone we've ministered to, and I was sharing with you, and you were empathizing with me because you've been hurt, too. But then you made a comment that was very objective that really helped me to take a step forward in compassion and forgiveness of this person. And so that's helpful, too.
0: I think what angers me most in these times is when I uh, think about Jesus and his life in the Gospels and his ministry, and that I'm not alone. We're mm-hmm. in the companionship mm-hmm. of Christ, and he has gone before us, and inevitably, he has suffered in this way. Uh, he has experienced uh, people Uh, that he's poured himself into and Mm -hmm. uh, sweat for and bled for, gave his life for, uh, who don't appreciate him, who leave his ministry, who uh, criticize or even oppose him, Mm -hmm. uh, who uh, mistreat him, abuse him, and kill him. He's been through all Mm -hmm. this, the worst that we can go through in uh, serving God and uh, pouring ourselves out to people. And so there's a special closeness that we can have with Jesus when we... When we can get that objective perspective and the larger picture that the kingdom of God view, uh, the eternal picture of things that, hey, you know, we're not alone. We're with mm-hmm. Jesus. He's gone before us. And this is helping me to understand better how much Jesus loves me. Yeah, Because the truth is that sometimes I have disappointed the Lord mm-hmm. or not uh, appreciated his ministry to me or maybe not been faithful in some way, and yet the mercy keeps coming to me. And the smile of Jesus uh, never loses its shine over me. And the Lord is there to forgive me, to, to help me, to heal me, to encourage me, and guide me along.
1: And that's where we find the ability to be able then to forgive as we've been forgiven.
0: Yeah, so finding joy when ministry is hard. There are many ways that ministry can be hard. Well, let's share a little bit about our experience. So we mentioned that we... Uh, did this uh, day on uh, the joyful soul mm-hmm. and included a session on the joyful soul in ministry. Mm-hmm. And we are particularly speaking to men and women in ministry of, of different different roles, especially church pastors, but many others. And so we had agreed to this some, some months ago. And then uh, we shouldn't have been surprised that uh, leading up to Speaking together on the joyful soul, it was not a very happy week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's an understatement. It was a really, really hard week. We had a lot of big blows to us bad, bad news, disappointment, grief, hurt, um, incredible responsibility with big weight of decisions that we had to be had to be made that we carry the the responsibility for making the decision, and we will be living with the consequences for a long time. And so we were feeling the weight and the grief and the pain and the disappointment this week while wanting and needing to prepare to speak on the joyful soul.
0: Yeah. and So Satan comes in there in the midst of all that, and and you who are listening, I, I think you know how this feels mm-hmm. uh, when you're preparing a sermon or a Bible study you're going to lead or a group you're going to lead or something important in your family or your life, uh, so often it's in that s- season that we get attacked mm-hmm. and we go through extreme uh, stress and trials that, that really challenge us and steal our joy and our mm-hmm. confidence. And we feel like, I don't want to do it. I can't face this. And yeah. or we, we struggle with feeling like, gee, I'm, I'm just a hypocrite. Who am I to, to lead this?
1: Well, or thinking, why on earth did we agree to speak on this? And if I could get out of it now, I would. And I had all kinds of thoughts like that. I had thoughts like, you have no right speaking on the joyful soul, and you don't have anything to say, and you're not a good speaker, and you're just going to make a fool out of yourself. All those kinds of thoughts I had this week, and yet it really helped me to lean into Jesus in all of the pain of this week and all those temptations and it helped me to remind myself of Dallas Willard's definition of joy that it's this pervasive sense of well-being it's not happy feelings and to to be anchored in that no my soul it's well with my soul there is a pervasive sense of well-being because I'm in the kingdom of God I'm in I'm really in the relationship with Jesus, intimate and ongoing, he's with me in this valley of the shadow of death that we're walking through. And so I can, I can sing with him, you know, when sorrows like seabels roll, it is well with my soul because of Jesus, because he's with me, because I'm anchored to him. Because we've been watching and praying, meditating on being with Jesus in the storm, where he's napping in the storm.
0: Yeah, so we had to realize that th- these weren't just uh, your thoughts or my thoughts, and but we, we were under attack and Satan was uh, coming after us with lies and accusations and we needed to resist that and we needed to put our mind on Jesus and see him in the storm uh, of our life there and, and see his peace and see his smile, his joy, and appreciate his presence there. And so um, we realized that actually going through a difficult week and having circumstances that weren't happy was a great context to be in when we're mm-hmm. speaking on the joyful soul.
1: It was because it it really forced us to really look at where our joy comes from and to really see that that's what joy is. It's not about happy circumstances. It's not about good news. It's not about people appreciating you. Um It really helped me. Bill, at one point, I I was feeling angry by this person who'd really disappointed and hurt me and insulted me. I was feeling just so hurt and disappointed for the door that was closed to us that we really, really believed and had great faith that God was leading us through and were hopeful about.
0: Yeah, it was a huge lost opportunity.
1: Yeah, and and we'd, we'd worked hard towards it. And so it was also felt like a maybe a waste of work, too, a temptation to feel that. And I, I remember, I think the Holy Spirit just gave this to me from Psalm 51, this prayer, Restore to me the joy of my salvation, and renew a right spirit in me. And just meditating on that and just praying that prayer, just remembering the joy in God and that He saves my soul that he saves me. He'll save me out of the the anger and the hurt and the despair and the disappointment and the grief that I was feeling. He'll save me from those negative thoughts that the enemy was coming after me with, putting in my mind those accusing thoughts.
0: So to help you regain your sense of the Lord's joy, even in painful circumstances, so you're, you're singing hymns and you're meditating on scripture, and you're sharing your honest feelings and seeking empathy.
1: Well, yeah, and actually it went first, first to the sharing of my honest feelings and seeking empathy.
0: And then- Sometimes it's hard to glean something from scripture if we're all backed up with negative emotions.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to, you know, you talk about how joy comes on the other side of empathy, Mm -hmm. and that's really important and really true. And so I had to first let myself feel the feelings, own them, be aware of them, ask for empathy, empathy from you. But then there was a time this week when you couldn't even empathize with me because you were so hurt,
0: mm-hmm. which is
1: understandable. I mean, you know, there's times when we can't.
0: That's we can't that's empathy. life in yeah. marriage and in family and yeah. in friendship. That there's just times yeah. where the person that we would normally really count on for support yeah. is just not available.
1: Yeah. So I went. I I just went away and cried really hard and. Then I went for a walk and cried some more, and it was in the crying out to the Lord and in even just praying emotionally, honest prayers like the psalmist of anger. You know, just letting him know I I was I was angry. Um, I felt you know I was I was feeling abandoned. I was feeling let down. I was you know in desolation. I I didn't understand God. Where are you in this? I knew I know better to know He was with me, but it was like I'm in the valley of the shadow of death. And I don't know where you are. I just know you're here, but I can't feel you. And so it helped me then to grab on and to meditate on scripture and to sing, sing hymns and to be reminded of the truth that's an anchor for my soul, even when my experience tells me it's
0: all a lie. And it was hard for me not to be there for you at that point, because I I knew that you were going through a hard time, and I, I felt guilty. Now, mm-hmm. I resisted that and... Prayed for you and entrusted you to the Lord, and uh, tried to maintain my uh, uh, my grounding in the reality of God's great love for you and for me, and that uh, I was going through a hard time, and I I just needed some space there, and Mm -hmm. I didn't have the capacity to really give you the empathy that you needed at that that point.
1: I understood that, and you told me when I got back, you know, how was your walk? I was praying for you, and. I appreciated that. I know your character well enough to know that you that you would pray for me, I, and I was praying for you because I knew you were you wouldn't be able to be there for me. And
0: it might be good for uh, you who are listening to hear this because there's even in a, a relationship of trust and emotional authenticity and intimacy. You know, we have limits, and yes. sometimes we're just not able to be there for our our loved one or the person that we're ministering to, and so those boundaries, those places of separation are a part of life, and they're a part of life with Jesus and the kingdom of God. I mean, even Jesus set boundaries, and even Jesus as an incarnate human being had limitations that he had to respect and, and did respect, and that's part of what helps us to trust God is that, well, people can't always be there for us. Right.
1: Yeah, that's so important, Bill, and that's, that's really an important Point in what we're talking about, about finding joy, even when ministry is hard, because a, temp- a temptation is to find joy substitutes in people. And so, even in speaking Saturday, it was real easy for me to get distracted from joy by looking to the audience and seeing people there who had blank faces and they weren't smiling and they didn't seem happy to be there and um, to be let that rattle my joy. Or To look at the people that were smiling, that were affirming, that were appreciative, that were just, oh, God, you used you so, so much in my life and you mean so much and you have no idea how God uses you and thank you for today. It was exactly what I needed. And, you know, they're giving me all the positive. If I find and attach my joy to that, that's not healthy either. That's not true joy. My joy can't be measured on what people are or aren't saying or how people are or aren't, you know, responding to me or not responding to me or, Doors being opened or closed to me, like we were talking about this week.
0: Yeah, and so finding the, the Lord and uh, what's he saying in the, the people around us, and particularly in the people that are in our inner circle that really know us and we, we know them and are, are Christ's ambassadors to us, I think that's a really an interesting point here that it's so easy as a speaker, whether you have a large audience or it's a small group, or whether you're meeting with coffee uh, for one with one person, but we 're we tend to look to other people uh, naturally mm-hmm. and to see you know do you appreciate me? Mm-hmm. am I making a difference for you do do you like me and that 's not a bad thing it 's a natural thing, and that can be a way that that God speaks to us and ministers to us, particularly you know uh, to really be a blessing to Somebody, whether it's your pastor or your leader or a friend, when you give specific feedback, here's what you said that really drew me to Jesus. Here's what I learned from your talk. And it's real concrete. There's an example. I think that's, that's what is most helpful to to us as ministers.
1: Well, what you're talking about here is is confusing because what we're saying is that we don't want to depend upon people for our joy and our security and be attached to that. But on the flip side, we need people and we need that feedback. So God actually used a person this week for me. Here I was hearing all these negative thoughts that I think were accusations and enemy telling me, you know, I shouldn't be speaking on Saturday. I'm not a good speaker and who do I think I am? And I'm just going to make a fool out of myself and all these kind of things. And then out of the blue in a meeting that I have on Friday, the day before we're speaking, somebody who I've been meeting with, who I would not expect to give anything to me or you know, Mm -hmm. anything, I'm there for her, she says to me, oh, by the way, as as we're leaving the meeting, she says, oh, by the way, I've been listening to some of the videos of you online and you're a really good speaker. I haven't seen you in that context before. And you're really reaching people in the audience. And I can tell that. And one of the ways I can tell that is because you're reaching me even through video. And I just took that from her, not as flattery, not even as a compliment, I took that as there's Jesus coming to defend me mm-hmm. with this. He's with me in the valley of the shadow of death. Your rod and your staff they come for me. He's using his rod to bash out the enemy's accusations mm-hmm. to me and to say, Christy, I'm with you.
0: Yeah, we just never know when our word of encouragement, even just a simple note that we would send to somebody, can just really be used by the Lord to lift somebody's spirits, to affirm them to help them to to stay uh, in the the battle of serving the Lord and and helping other people. uh, Words are so powerful. The, The power of life and death is in the tongue, James says. So friends who are listening to us, we want you to know that Jesus says to you, as well as to us, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And so we just really hope that you know that your ministry, whatever form that takes, that it is important and your service to the Lord, your heart of compassion, your gentle wisdom, your helpful hands make a big difference in God's kingdom. And thank you for what you do. Thank you for the way that you represent Jesus to other people. And may the Lord help all of us to know that we are significant and not to forget it,
1: Yes, Lord Jesus, I do pray for each one of us when we are in those times of discouragement and grief and and pain and we're having trouble because the circumstances of our life and our ministry are not happy. (laughs) We pray and ask, Lord, that you would anchor us to you, that we would find our joy in you, in your kingdom, and being attached to you and your attunement to us and your, your presence and your power being enough for us, Lord, that, that you would restore to us the joy of our mm-hmm. salvation, our relationship, our connection with you, and renew your spirit in us, Lord, that each one of us being strengthened by your spirit, Lord, to persevere for your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. The Soul Shepherding Institute starts its seventh cohort with women and men in ministry the first week of February. We'd love to have you join us.
0: Each of our five-day retreats features training in Christ-centered soul care and ministry to others.
1: You'll be greatly encouraged and empowered in your apprenticeship to Jesus by being a part of this emotionally healthy and vibrant community of leaders.
0: Contact us at soulshepherding.org to learn more.